Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the problem. selling, going, going. God, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next six months. So, um, gang, um, two, two real estate agents in the last week or so have committed suicide. Um, uh, one of them, I probably, you know, had met both of them, but one of them I uh, definitely uh, was aware of. Um, and um, I, I would like... Uh, anyone that's watching this to actually not post uh, their names or ask people their names because um, I've got a reasonably strong real estate community of people that watch this and um, I think if um, um, respect for the family means that there's no need for us to actually um, uh, be discussing names. It actually doesn't change anything. I'm sure those of you that have got uh, strong reasons to have to find out whether it's funerals or what have you. Um, you. There are ways that you can find that out that doesn't have to be on this thread. Respect their privacy, as Aaron says. Um, but respecting their privacy doesn't mean that this topic shouldn't be discussed. It's a very important discussion. And the reason why is I'm going to tell you straight that in a world of Facebook uh, lives, which, by the way, Facebook is fake lives. Instagram is fake fucking lives. When you actually think about some of the posts that you see, filtered six-packs, um, where you see people showing their affluence, um, what you're not seeing is what these people are like when they wake out of bed. So one of the first things I'll say is Facebook lives and real lives are not the same lives. That's the first thing. The second thing I'd like to let you know is that I'm not a medical expert and I don't want anything that I'm saying here to be construed that this guy knows his shit will follow his, um, uh, his uh, strategy. Um, I'm not. I'm a hustler. I hustle media. I hustle training. I hustle auctions. I hustle everything, right? But I don't hustle um, people's mental health. So... Um, and the next thing I want to make reference to is that, you know, it is, um, there is a, a, a chemical depression, a chemical anxiety, and I know that I have seen people with the simple um, prescription of taking certain, certain drugs that they have a profound impact on their mental health. In fact, I can tell you there are plenty of people that work in sales, business, real estate, in the corporate world that I've met that take um, uh, uh, doses and you know very small or medium doses on a regular basis of um, antidepressants or anti-anxiety drugs. And um, for them, it is no difference to them taking um, some vitamin D or vitamin B. Okay. Um, the next issue, um, why am I talking about this subject as well, is I want to let you know I have walked the path of pain. I want to let you know I have sat for a number of years at various times in chemo wards or stem cell transplant wards, watching my life fall apart in front of my eyes and there's nothing I can do about it. I have felt the pain of being given dreadful diagnoses. So all I can say is that if there's someone 
that's watching this, I speak to you as someone that has walked that path. Admittedly, the path that I've walked and my depression and anxiety could quietly, you know, easily be attributed to one single thing, and that was the fact that I was in many ways doing the opposite of what depression and anxiety is, and that is in the world of cancer, you're actually fighting to stay alive, not doing things to kill yourself. So I get the fact that I'm not someone that has actually um, suffered what is known today as being, you know, uh, depression. But it's not just about depression, because I'm going to say to you right here, right now, my experience in real estate, and even with the top performers, I notice the following. There are many, not just some, there are many of these top performers and average performers and poor performers. So it doesn't discriminate. They're lonely. They have no self-confidence, low self-esteem. Uh, they suffer anxiety. They are obsessed with getting the approval and the okay of other people. Um, they uh, struggle with stress. Um, they have thoughts in their heads that stops them from sleeping at night. Um, um, they have strong envy and jealousy of other people. Um, um, many times they struggle to actually get out of bed. So what you don't see on social media is the photos of these people lying in bed first thing in the morning, having the shits that the sun has come out and having to face another day. But what you see is them, you know, maybe showing off um, their car when it's been washed or them with the latest watch. So um, a couple of the things I wanna let you know, why particularly in real estate? Why particularly in real estate out of a lot of businesses, but it's not just real estate, it's money markets and any business that is very much in people's face. Now, let me just bring up real estate for a moment because real estate is very measurable. This is one of the challenges that we have because people play the comparison game. And the reason that you can easily play the comparison game in real estate is that you can easily work out how successful an agent is. I mean, realestate.com can quite easily provide what the market share of one agent is versus another agent. So we know that, you know, how many agents sold X amount of properties in X amount of period. That's very easy, but you could do that through signboards. Um, you could do that through a number of ways. So one of the things that you're, you know, that I'm saying to you is that um, the reason why real estate in many ways becomes this keeping up with the next agent is that you can actually see what the next agent's doing, which is a little bit different to say another job like plumbing or for instance, you know, uh, accounting or medicine for that sake. The second thing is that it appears that, you know, jobs like real estate um, and other jobs, um, business, commission-based jobs seem to be very financial um, in the sense that um, it seems to be a big KPI. And what actually happens is this affluence that comes from it is usually invested in materialistic toys. And what's happened is in this new world of social media, people are able to flaunt those toys. And then what people do is that they play this comparison game. And what they have is what I call the gap. And the gap is a big issue because what the gap does 
is it says to one person, this is where I am now and this is where I can be because this is what that other person's doing. And this other person looks like they're a lot happier. And what's actually happening is that you can't measure that other person's happiness because all you're seeing is the toys that they've got. So what actually happens is that the person with the gap keeps looking forward and they've got a major discontent between where they are now and where they can be. And what they do is they rarely, rarely look at at where they are now and where they came from. Because when they do that and they'll realize that they have already fucking won. And I have a lot of one-on-one coaching sessions with high-performing principals that run big businesses. And I noticed that many of these businesses, the best thing I can do to help the happiness level of that principal is to help that principal understand, hey, listen, instead of you spending 100% of your energy looking at where you are now, where you can be, because what you're going to be doing is always striving, 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 and never arriving. What I'd like you to do is to actually start splitting the time between not where you're going, but also where you came from. Because when you do that and you say, hang on a second, I started at point A, but I'm actually at point you know, L now. And man, I've fucking done well in my life. And that doing well brings gratitude. And that gratitude makes you feel good and happy. And what actually happens is that there's many, many people that are far more happier, and even though they don't have the materialistic possessions or the commercial success of other people, because what they've done is they've worked out it's not about being better than your neighbor. It's being better than you were yesterday. Now, guys and girls, if this rant has particularly resonated with you, I'd like you to share now or to actually tag someone. Tag someone, you know, write their name and bring them into the conversation. So, um, and, and I've got to say that there's a lot of what I call these keyboard warriors that look fucking fantastic typing shit up and posting photos, right? But, and that's what they are. They're keyboard warriors, right? Um, you know, putting a filter on a six-pack and taking one hour to get the right shot on. And that is not the recipe for success. I'm telling you, listen to me now, guys and girls. There will always be someone that has got a better six-pack than you. There will always be someone better looking than you. There will be always someone that's driving a better car. There'll be always someone that's got a bigger home, better home, better apartment in a hotter suburb than you. There'll be people that are going to have their trophy wives or husbands. There'll be people that are going to have kids that are their, you know, the smartest kids in the school, the kids that everyone looks up to, the kids that get all the scholarships. But I'm telling you, there will be no one better than you at you. Think about that. No one can beat you at that. There is no better you than you. So flip the game. Flip the game. 
and stop actually playing this comparison game because I'm going to tell you this comparison game is a major cause of unhappiness, stress, depression, anxiety, and low self-esteem for people. And the reason I say this is that what's actually happening is that I mean, I'll give you an example. There are people now locked in mortgages that they can't afford. Why? Because they bought things that they didn't need or didn't want to impress other people that they didn't give a fuck about. And in the uh, result is that they've ended up being stuck with an unhappy life because they played this comparison game. I'm going to repeat it. People buy things they don't need to impress people they don't give a fuck about that they can't afford. So guys and girls, I'm hoping as you're listening to me right here, right now, you're starting to think to yourself, let me be smart with my life and listen to me right now. Things get better by choice, not by chance. Listen to me right now. Success is an inside job. Things get better when you get better. No one's going to come to the rescue. You can't outsource something on the outside to make you happy on the inside. I'm going to tell you right here, right now, your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. You know, And as you're listening to this, I'm hoping you understand that if you take the approach that you must take responsibility for your life, you're the problem and you're the solution. And when you accept that as the deal, that you're the problem and your solution, you can then begin to move forward and start making some better choices. So gang, let me run through some strategies, by the way. Let me run through some strategies because for me, I'm solution focused in my life. I spend my time, if I've got a problem, I wanna spend my time, most of that time, actually working out what the solution is, right? Participate in the solution. Don't participate in the problem, right? And that's why you'll never see me. Like this week I had surgery. I was in for surgery, you know, was put asleep. And um, I don't take photos showing me at fucking RPA hospital. I don't take photos showing me fucking going through chemo and radio, right? I don't, you know, like I do that shit, but I don't participate in the problem. I participate in the solution. And I'm hoping you do that as well. So let me run through some strategies. And by the way, I'm going to share this story with you. I'll never forget it. I'm sitting at the Dendi Cafe in Newtown in between auctions about two years ago. And this is just a typical example of how you can get instantly happy by thinking about this. Two chicks walk in, Okay. On the surface, right? On the surface. One, she's a 10. She's a model. She's TV stuff. Like, everyone's looking at her. One, obviously, she was, look, she looked nice, but I've got to tell you, I mean, compared to that girl that walked in, right? Everyone's looking at this. You know, I shouldn't even be saying this sort of stuff, but you get the drift. They sat down next to me at a table. And I can hear their conversation. And I was in between auctions at Newtown. And I'm sort of eating away, having my poached egg, salmon, you know, avocado, soy, linseed. And I'm listening to these two girls. One's positive, one's negative. One's whingy, one's more optimistic. One's trying to actually make the other one happy. One is looking at a 
problem for every fucking solution. She's just in a negative frame of mind. Oh, do you want to go and do the Bonte Bronte walk? Nah, I think I'll just stay home. Oh, do you want to go out, you know, um, tonight? Oh, what's the point if we go out, you know, chances are we'll, you know, we'll end up having to queue up. The point I was making is that um, all I felt was negative energy. And, I, and, 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 and look, I mean, I'm not staring at him because I don't want to come across looking like I'm a fucking deviant fucking old guy, right? So I'm just sort of sitting there. And I just was trying to work out who is the one that's being positive and who's the one that's being negative. And then what actually happened is I got up to pay the bill and I looked backwards and it became clear. The whinger was the girl that had walked in that looked like the model. But in that instant, when it became clear to me that she was just a negative person, the other one who was energetic, optimistic, positive, laughed a bit, I've got to tell you, she actually looked far more aesthetically attractive. And in that instant, I worked out that the way that you look at someone changes by the energy they introduce themselves with you. And this is an important rule, guys and girls, because I'm going to tell you that attitude is not just some psychological thing. That attitude changes the way that you look to another person, right? It's about being your best you, right? And as time goes by, I look, you know, I know so many people that, you know, I would say on the surface, they looked attractive, but they just weren't so fucking happy in their lives, right? So I think to myself, I'm just digressing. But the point I'm making is never judge things by looking at the outside, you know? People, you know, like, and, 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 and let me say, never judge people. I mean, I have this incredible ability to be having so much shit going on in my life, right? And to still fake a smile, hide my tear, and keeping my head up high. Darren, thank you so much for role-playing. I love you, brother. That was fantastic. The other day at Newcastle, he came up and role-played with me. Anyway, gang, let's, let, me, let me move on to you know, a couple of success strategies that have helped me in my life in times of darkness. The first thing I want you to understand is this, that things don't stay permanent. Darkness becomes light. Remember that. Winters become spring and springs become summers. And even while you're tossing and turning at three o'clock in the middle of the night in the silence where it's quiet and you feel like you're the only person on the whole planet that has got this unique problem that no one ever has had in their life and you wake up at six, seven o'clock and the sun is out, what has actually happened is you start to feel normal again. So rule number one, what I say to you is accept that your current situation, wherever it is, is not your final destination. You're only in a chapter in a book. Like, you might be going through a shit period now, but just understand, it's not the whole book. It's just a chapter in the book. The second thing I'm going to say to you is that we talk about it, but intercept anxiety with gratitude. Intercept anxiety with gratitude. And what I mean by that is that do this exercise. Just start it tomorrow. And that is write down every morning five things, five things. Write down five things every morning 
on what you're grateful for in your life. Do that. The word gratitude is overused because people say, oh, you've got to have an attitude of gratitude. Yeah, I'm grateful, you know. You know, to me, gratitude is grace. Gratitude is grace. To me, gratitude is being able to have 50 things going on and you being able to say, well, what are five things that are actually good in this situation, right? Gratitude to me is being able to ask yourself questions like, what's great in my life right now? Who loves me? What excellent thing happened yesterday? What am I really looking forward to doing today? Those questions, when you ask them, they force you to focus on things that make you feel like things are good and you're lucky. So get into the habit of writing five things each day. What am I grateful for? The next one is, and this is proven by research, and that is, listen very carefully, exercise. When they have clinical trials and they add exercise to people studying depression, they clearly see better results with the people that do exercise. And I can tell you, in science now and in cancer, I'm saying this wrong, but epitogenics or etopogenics has shown that there are certain things that you can do that changes the genetics of your cells, which means your own immune system actually can fight cancer. And I'll just run through those five or six ones very quickly. It's exercise, sunlight. Next one is spirituality. Next one is um, getting rid of toxins, um, clean diet, right? These things here appear. Thank you so much. Epigenetics. Epigenetics is the word. So what we clearly know that those things that I just ran through there. Now science is saying we know that people can change their molecular biology. Extraordinary. So the next thing is before I finish off here today is guys, I want you to get a sentence. Listen to me. Get a sentence. A sentence is what you are here for, right? Your sentence is your sentence is your life's purpose. What is your sentence? What is your sentence? See, I know that on the 10th of June in 1967, I was given an assignment. I was told by God, I have good news. You are going to beat one out you you Tom Tom, listen to me. This is what happened. You're going into earth. You're going to beat 400 trillion other sperm. And what's going to happen is you're going to connect and you are going to go onto the earth and you're going to have a life. And what's going to happen is in this life is that you're going to have a beginning where your parents aren't going to have a lot of money, but they're going to give you a lot of love. And what's going to happen is that you're going to learn at an early age some really important lessons, but we're letting you know that the first few years of your life are going to be hard. 
And then what's going to happen is you're going to fuck it up from the age of around 18 to 23. And what you're going to do is you're going to mix with wrong people and you're going to take substances and you're going to be going home at times that you should be waking up instead. And then what's going to happen is you're going to slowly find your way and you're going to find stuff that you're good at and you're going to, you know, um, triple down on it and you're going to smash it at that. And then you're going to be able to prove to people that no matter where you start from in life, you can be a good guy and still win. And then what you're going to be able to do is as you return home for the final chapters of your life, as you return back to the source in the afternoon of your life, what you're going to do is spend your time and energy showing other people that they can do exactly what you did. And that is your assignment on this planet. So I'm grateful for the fact that I was even given an opportunity to enter because the chances of being conceived is one in 400 trillion or something. It's like an extraordinary number. Someone can Google it and let us know. But I also know that what you need to do is to get yourself a sentence. And I have a sentence. For me, it is to show people no matter where they are right now, no matter how painful they are in their life right now, that they can thrive and have a magnificent life and still be a good person and leave the place better than when they came in. So, gang... I'm going to finish on this note, but I'm going to leave with two things. Number one, if you are someone that is thinking of committing suicide or has the occasional thoughts that come and go, you can, you can, in total confidence, send an email to info at tompanos.com.au. And only two people will see that email and I will contact you. I'm not going, I'm not a medical expert, but I'll have a chat with you. And from there, most likely, we'll talk about the next step. And the next step might be, and listen carefully, if you're in Australia, the number you must ring is this, 13114. I'll repeat. One three triple one four. If you're in Australia, that is the number to Lifeline. And they talk, and I'm telling you that words change lives. Words change lives. Remember, there's a guy called the Angel of the Gap that has saved hundreds of lives. His house was opposite the Gap. Google him, Don Ritchie. And all he used to say to people is, how can I help you? My house is not opposite the gap, but I've got an audience of people that I talk to on a regular basis. So my offer is to you that you send an email, but my preference is that you ring up Lifeline, right? Because um, they won't fuck it up, right? These people are trained and Susan is actually gonna be a counselor at Lifeline as well. If you're in New Zealand, the phone number is the following. 08 00 543 
fall. Guys and girls, on that note, I want to leave and remind you that difficult roads lead to beautiful destinations. That sometimes, even when things are really, really shit and they're really, really fucked and they just feel like it's the end, I'm telling you that a new beginning, a new beginning is often disguised as a painful ending. Remember that. And I'm looking at my life. My life has had a positive detour and it's been pulled to success at the darkest times. If these dark times did not happen, if these dark times did not happen, I would not have done the things I did and succeeded in those things. And this has happened in property. This has happened in business. This has happened in every area of my life. So it saddens me to think that the two people that passed away lost the opportunity to take something that would have been a new beginning, but it's become a personal end. My final words to my community on a Sunday night rant is this. Every day, do a random act of kindness and something strange will happen. You will be the person that wins. It's called Helpers High. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday night rant every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next